Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today, uh, in the I mean, to be honest with you, this is someone who, in the world of... Uh, well-being sort of needs no introduction it's fiona arigo someone who was doing well-being many many years before well-being was deemed you know trendy on vogue call it whatever you like uh you know well-being is something that a lot of companies have at balance it's something we know it's more and more companies are trying to piggyback well-being as a, a means to means of a PR exercise, a means of uh, appearing to be doing the right thing so that you buy their products. Then when you actually look into it, what are they really doing? Whereas today's guest, Fiona Arrigo, is someone who has been living this life, walking the walk, talking the talk. I should have said that was the other way around, but quite deep into this intro now. Um, I mean, the website here says more than 40 years of experience. You know, it's absolutely extraordinary. Uh, this is someone, she's the founder of the Arigo program. She's an internationally acclaimed, much-loved psychotherapist, intuitive healer, mentor, and life teacher. And so for me to chat with her was an education. I'm someone that has been on his own well-being journey for around 20 years now. Whenever I first read Paul McKenna's Change Your Life in Seven Days, that's what started it for me. Fiona, I mean, is a... <laughs> quite simply, on another level. And so, from my point of view, on this episode, I listened, I learned, I was educated, and it was uh, a real, uh, on a personal level, it was a real thrill to learn from someone such as Fiona. Quite an extraordinary story, how she got into it from the off the back of uh, two car accidents, and then that ended up uh, paving the way for her, her own uh, well-being journey. This is somebody who opened a wellness retreat in 1990. Uh, so anyway, me giving the full backstory uh, as to uh, a remarkable life, really. You can find out more at the arigoprogram.com. That is Fiona's website. You will find individual retreats, group retreats. You can work with Fiona online. There's a London clinic. There's ways to contact Fiona um and as we come out of lockdown i would say if you are curious want to find out more i would say that fiona is someone um you know as we all need to heal if you're someone we'd, we would all probably do well to to drop a line uh so if you are as i say if you are remotely interested and, and curious please do get in touch with fiona as i say that website the arigoprogram.com we will hyperlink it in the episode as always uh, here she is, the uh, frankly remarkable Fiona Arriga. From, re- from reading about you, and, I, and obviously I'm mindful and respectful of, of what's gone on around the planet, but but given what's gone on, what you do, it's never felt more pertinent, has it, really? Absolutely. I mean, we are in serious times, James. You know, yeah. you know there's this divisiveness between all us that are waking up, you know, seeking answers, wanting to do it differently, setting a new code of care. And then there's all the turbulence and where we're becoming de-hooked and the system that isn't working. So I think 
anybody that's doing work right now, which is always my message, is it's, you know, the work depends on the work that we're individually doing. It's no longer the age. Of course, we can go to teachers and great books and great podcasts and all these things, but actually it is about us doing what we can personally, for I believe, for the collective whole. Do you, do you think that what happened, there was almost a global, um, and again, you know, I have to, I have to, I keep having to say this, relatively speaking, I'm aware of what was going on, but do you think there was, did you feel a sense of a, an awakening for a lot of people? A lot of people um, perhaps, re- I mean, I, speaking for myself, speaking to the people uh, with whom I'm in contact, you know, on an anecdotal level, it certainly felt that way. And I'm, I'm guessing from your vantage point, um, you felt the same. Yeah. I think, um, you know, there's been masses and masses and masses of doctrines that have been written about this point in time. Yeah. And, and it, you know, everything says or points towards that we are taking our first collective initiation. And in the old days, it used to be one avatar or one guru or one. So you could say Jesus Christ or Gundi, Gandhi yep. or something, you know. Um, but now it's the collective waking up. And so first knock on the door is COVID. Most, you know, you know, in some ways we could romanticize it, which I certainly did. And many aspects spoke about it in saying, you know, that we've been put in mother's waitings mother's nature's waiting room yeah. really consider who we are as people and what have we done but likewise you know the journey continues as we go further and further into it because like it or not we must make changes we can't sustain on any level who we are what we've done how we've treated each other we need a, a whole new template which is also referred to as the Aquarian age so, you know, how do we become newer types of people with different value systems in a world that isn't quite ready for it yet? So it's like we're all like almost like a giant octopus working from the inside out. And so it is massive what's happening right now. And thus, all our work is super relevant. Every single person, every cell within this planet is relevant. And we can't avoid that. I think this is the time of change and transition. Whereas in the past, we could have said, oh, it's the prime minister's fault or it's the weather's fault or God didn't get the design right or I didn't get the right milk or my mother didn't love me. And even those those stories, those narratives can still continue. It's more like this is personal responsibility time. This is we've got to mature and grow up and get with a new program and do as much as we possibly can within ourselves without pressurizing, without blaming and shaming and belittling and making ourselves less. We have to realize, you know, it is our lives that affect the whole now. And we've got to, I think we've got to get very clear on that. And that's, so we that's all have a different song. You know, we all have different songs to sing. That's just my one. But that's a very powerful, well, you know, what you just said there is actually very powerful. I think pre COVID, a lot of people around the world, we sort of gave our life to the, maybe that perhaps it was the, the, the multinational conglomerate that we worked for, you know, we became just another drone and it, it felt like there was this, and again, I use the word awakening again and, and something that you just t- touched on there. People realized the power of the individual. They perhaps valued their worth more than they'd more than they ever would have done. Uh, had that not happened. What do you mean during, during the, during COVID? Yes, rather than just getting up, getting on the train, working for the company, yeah. coming home, all yeah, yeah. in, the, in yeah. the best way possible, all of that was blown out of the water, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was in the best way possible, by the way, respectfully. But it I might happened. edit that bit out. <laughs> we can banter and disagree, but um, I think that... You know, the, all these switches that have happened, which is what you just mentioned, you know, that we go off to take, we, in the, in the old age, pre-COVID, we went off to work in, in the West. We thought we could have everything, you know, that we, we had a credit card. We could fly when we want. We could 
buy when we want, we can eat out, we can do everything. We were just coming out of this um, in, in, intense entitlement and pressure that we have pressed on our, our resources on the earth. And coming in now, I think where well, we're all beginning to see from this reflection point, or not all of us, but some of us, that we can't be in this massive age of consumerism anymore. We have to kind of look at it differently. What are we buying? You know, what do we agree to? What, you know, if we're political, what are we aligning to? You know, how are we in our relationships? You know, how do we treat, you know, this relationship to our plants, to our animals? It's it's a much more intact possibility of 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 living in this different way of connection, interconnectedness. So we can't just take things for granted, which is what you were possibly saying. You know, we were on the machine. I often say in the kind of serving the God of avarice, serving the God that you can have everything if you're good and you play the game correctly and and we will reward you. And then, you know, what's our rewards? We get sick, we get cancer, the planet's dying, the water's polluted. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but nevertheless, the result of how we've been trained to think needs a massive re-examination. You know, all that's going on in the planet, the abuse to our kids, the sex trafficking, all the things that you probably know about and talk about. If we're unhealthy within ourselves, we have to understand without, again, pressurizing, but knowing that how are we contributing to this today? And a month ago, I'm sorry, a year ago, 18 months ago, as a collective, this wasn't even in our consciousness. We may have got it if we had a green juice and went to a yoga camp. We did a few breaths. We didn't really get the seriousness. And again, I don't want this to be heavy because life should also be beautiful and joyous and fun and liberating. But we are in a serious moment where we haven't done a great job. Are are you uh, are you optimistic for the future? Though, do you think this will be enough to uh, collectively shock us into taking on more active change? Such a good question. It's a great question. And I'm optimistic as a person. And I believe that we have the potential. And again, going into the more esoteric doctrines, you know, it all points to us coming out of this age into a more inverted commas enlightened time. And I'm buying that movie. I'm buying that we as humans can learn, that we are fundamentally good people. I know there's a lot of SHIT here. I know there's a lot of pain, a lot of darkness, a lot of control, a lot of this going on. My view is pure view, where I see people as being the best possible potential that they can be. And that's the one I hold. So on that, I I believe with a lot of prayer, with a lot of good education, with a lot of raising of awareness, that we will start to unplug and become more conscious. And that's what's needed. I mean, there's enough people and there's enough resource on this earth to change us in a nanosecond. It's just rebalancing all these levels of power and control and pharmaceuticals and all this that we have to learn to, um, in a way, well, it's restoring the balance and restoring um, a moral coherence to our lives that we haven't been able to live under, I think. <laughs> I mean, for so, you know, for... Um... You know, many of our listeners will be very aware of you and, and your work. But for anyone who who isn't okay, and by the way, I'll, I'll have done an, an introduction before. I'll have teed you up and met, you know made you sound like the uh, the the well being icon that you are. So so anyone who isn't okay will be okay. I'm not that interested in being an icon. I just want to do good, honest work. You take the compliment, my friend. Um, All right, but uh, but. Uh, now, now I've, I'm, I'm being careful how I, fr- how I frame this. The fact that you launched uh, that that initial uh, program was it was it was it 1990? Is that correct? Must I can only go by how old my kids are. So that's, those are my benchmarks. So my eldest is 37, and when I started all this, he he was five. So 32 years ago, James. Yeah. 
but I mean, but I mean, you had you know you had that retreat, you know, because a lot of people who've got into uh, you know th- this world call call that whatever you like, you know, well being and, and what have you. I know some people think it's a relatively new thing, but I mean, you've been you've you've been doing this for well, as I say, since the late eighties, early nineties. Thirty-two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did how did you get into it? Um, well, it was a journey. It started, there were all sorts of different flavors that brought this together. The first retreat was called Stop the World. It was, it was in Somerset where I'm still based some of the time. And it came as a result from two very serious car accidents that I had where I was written off that I was going to die and I had to learn to use yogic practices to heal and get well. That period of my life, which was like a, a five, seven-year cycle, not only I drew amazing teachers to me. It was like a book shut when I was 27, 28, which is in astrological terms of my um, Saturn return. And I went out from kind of London, modelly, good time girl into meeting my life ending and having to learn to walk again and um, live with pain and all sorts of, you know, extraordinary things. But most of all, to really meet myself. And through this meeting of how can I learn to walk, how can I learn to move, all these other worlds started to open up for me. And that, you know, after an initial, I don't know, five, six years of training, the vision really of recreating, which is really what I'm still doing, but it's got many different hats, but re- of offering a place where people could come home to themselves and using that analogy of coming home, which is how I've set up all the retreats. What would it be like if you had food that was really great for you, exercise that really worked for you? Um, therapy that really understood your soul, places that helped you to feel okay about yourself and give you time to process, to step out of this vast world of demand and come into some space, which is what what I invented all those years ago, a time to heal. And I kind of took aspects of my Irish roots, which was my grandmother's cooking and sitting around a table with out of control madness and and what that gave to me I just took life experiences and I took my experiences of being in Jamaica with my grandfather and how flowers and smells and heat and all these sorts of things influenced my life and I kind of started with that along with my own recovery and along with various trainings that I've done so yeah did that answer the question? Oh my gosh, Fiona! That I, I honestly, that's absolutely extraordinary. I mean, I know everyone's journey is different, but I, I didn't. Re- I, you know, I'd read about you. I didn't realize it was something so tragic that had um, that that had put you on that path. I mean, that's that is that's ex- I mean, that is extraordinary. I mean, g- given what you given what you've been through, and then given the impact that you've had, can you just say a bit about? Um, I know you. I know you don't do this for gratification, but yet at the same time, then th- that must be powerful when you, you know you will see this firsthand, the impact that you've been able to have on uh, on people's lives through your work. I mean that that I imagine it must be quite overwhelming. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it's overwhelming. I feel that since I was a little girl, you know, I had this relationship with service and really and compassion and wanting to help that I was kind of born with that stamp and you know with my own fragmented childhood which any if any psychologist is listening of course you know you're always in the honesty and the um, authenticity we're always walking our own healing journey you know I would say we're walking each other home you know heart to heart hand in hand we're walking each other home, one heart at a time. And I mean, this was a journey of 
but also everything that I didn't get that I then wanted to reproduce in in the world. So healing my own life story and in, and what I've been privileged and honoured to do is to heal each other, you know, to, to, to work with, not each other, but to work with so many people through this modality that I um, discovered along the way. Can you can you uh, share a bit about the 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 new codes for living? Because I mean that that was uh, that was quite a remarkable thing, wasn't it? Yeah, new codes was you know it they there were very simple, sweet downloads that happened just before um, COVID broke out. So in about November two thousand and nineteen, then I took um, a retreat of about twenty two women to India in February. And when I was there, and we were shut off, obviously, from the outside world, but things were, you know, some news was trickling through. And this kind of vision, inspiration, um, to talk about new ways to be, and um, adaptations of value systems, and to, to kind of support each other to really live with a very clear arrow of our footsteps of where we want to be in the world and so this was a kind of philosophy of living establishing codes and it could be codes of care codes of compassion codes of forgiveness codes of um, coherence codes of restoration codes of non-violent communication and just taking sections which is what i've done in new codes of living which is now running at it at its um third term which is we have a beautiful conscious group of women it's not again you know it's just turned out that it's working with women and we meet and we discuss codes of how can we be the best human beings we can how can we support each other in a very pragmatic this isn't 9000 pranayama breaths or 2000 yoga positions this is just here now grounded what's coming up today and how can i implement a switch where i'm going to be supported to make different decisions about my life and reclaiming choice if the one thing that we are lucky enough to have in the west is choice and let's not waste it and trying for all of us and, and you know and i always say i'm on you know i'm certainly not in a position of having um mastered i'm in a position of really learning this together but these questions are, are, are very important to ask ourselves as many times in the day as we possibly can am i wasting my life energy what am I actually doing with my life? How am I contributing? What do I want to see in the world? What part am I playing in it? We have to wake up. We can't just be sitting, la di la, switch on, switch off. I'll have a green juice and do a yoga position and then everything's going to be fine. It isn't. We want to stop war, stop it inside. If we want peace, be peaceful inside. We come in to an age of congruency. This is, in a way, the new age, the Aquarian age. And so it, it, we, this is why, you know, we need to be as clear as we can on the inside so that that's reflected as, in a way, an offering to the outside world. We can't sit back, and I'm very passionate about this, you know, um, our internal activism. It doesn't mean we need to be shouting. Some people are great shouters. It doesn't mean that we need to be on a soapbox. Thank you for all the incredible people that are and have changed our lives, which allow us to have these conversations. But I believe it's the little gestures today where we can gain self-esteem. And how are you looking after your body? And, you know, have you been nice to your wife? And all these things, we, you know, we need to get conscious. And this is what the codes is. This is what the codes are about. Gentle reminders of how we're connected, how we're interconnected. And this, there's a beautiful phrase that Caroline Meiss, do you know her work? No. Oh, she's incredible. She's an amazing mystical teacher. Caroline? She, Caroline Meiss, M-Y-A-S-S. She's really, she's a... Thank she's you. A, she's, a, she's, she's very, she's a teacher and she's kind of like strong teacher. 
But she did talk about, and I use this often, and where she talks about where switching now in these times from um, rather than living from the love of power and shifting into the power of love. And I feel this is so important for now, you know, in this inside out world we're living in and how can we expand and become more and how do we deal with the absolute terror and conflict and confusion and not knowing and everywhere you look, we're in such confusion. Should we do this? Should we do that? How do we integrate to even come out? I mean, COVID has massively affected people. I mean, yes, we talk about mental health, but it's, 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 you know, people are confused. People are slowing down. People are angry. You know, it's, it's a big story of how we're going to come out of this if we do. Now, I know from your, um, from your website, you are doing this, uh, long COVID healing program. Could you just, I mean, that, you know, there's this, you know, even that, again, anecdotally, there's someone I know who's, who's, it seems that their very personality has changed. They're married. They've, you know, they've, they've got children. Their wife's finding it hard because, because the, this person's personality has changed, such was the impact of, of COVID. I mean, you know, these, the, this, 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 um, it's not threat, it's real. What's happened with long COVID is a, is, you know, it's a very real thing. And it's, and it's going to impact a lot of people. For anyone listening who might know someone like that, what what can they do uh, with you, Fiona? How do they get in touch and what might that programme look like? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, of course, that people can always get in contact with me and I'm forever here to help. But I think that, you know, again, you know, supporting people, I think most of all what people need is pause and we're going to have to continue. I talk a lot about this, James, this need for pause and silence and reflection, because all our lives, you know, in a way we could say we've been arrested, we've been stopped, and, you know, just in our life force going out to achieve things has suddenly been arrested and stopped. And so how do we even reclaim motivation? How do we even reclaim trust? You know, what I'm able to offer is I've got New Codes of Living, which is an online service. We've got um, long COVID recovery for people that have been sick. We've got short-term term recovery for people that just want to figure out, am I left, right, up, down? Who am I in all this? This is the big question. Who am I and who do I want to be? And then I'm starting group retreats, um, which are going to be dealing with the subjects that I think are relevant for this year, grief. Grief over, you know, grief is such, as you know, a big subject today as we are raising the taboo of all these subjects. So grief of loss of job, loss of direction, loss of someone, loss of relationship. I'm also doing retreats on bounce back, how we reset our inner resilience, how we reset, our, our as I say, our North Star, how we restore. And, it, and for me, as much as I use very deep um, healing models, uh, it's very much all the things that I'm doing is about education because I think education sets us free. And my deepest wish is that, you know, we can all reclaim our value and our esteem and offer that back to life and and somehow turn this corner that we are not necessarily everything we have thought we have been in an identification crisis, which is called the world. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm a I'm a, a positive chap. I've, I've uh, as a phrase I've, I've, I've used, and I've, some listeners will be you know a little bit sick when I repeat this, but uh, not glass half full, not glass half empty. Just gl- grateful to have a glass in the first place. So this is I live my life through this like overly optimistic, probably naive prism. But so so this is how I'm framing this question, I guess. Um, obviously, you know, it, it has been an incredibly painful 12 to 14 months, but this is an opportunity for people. It's a phrase my therapist once used on me um, to go on this journey of the self. Yeah. I mean, and if, and it, you know, if people think of it like that, then that there is that there is something almost exciting about that. You know, pe- people are in so many people are in so much pain right now but at least if they tell themselves if i go on this journey of the self then 
something magical can happen. Um, it, 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 and that might sound naive, um, but is, is, there some, is there something in that, Fiona? No, of course there is. And the most important thing is that there's something in that for you. You know, there is. We come into this, you know, I would say the journey of the self, the journey of the soul. Ultimately, that's the great journey. That's what we're all doing here is to make that connection. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's a timing portal and it's a timing moment. Of, and if we can, if we are going on that journey, and I love that what you said, you know, you're optimistic and you see the good in everything. And I don't think that's naive. I think that's just what I would say your fire, your energy. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's what you share and you give your heart and your optimism and your care and belief in good things and all that. And that raises consciousness. That helps. But I think in the end of the day of the day of the day, you know, we all, we're all going to meet the maker at some point, which is the journey of the self, the mythological journey, returning home to yourself and finding out who you truly are. So you become in this next cycle, which again, esoterically is 2,500 years or 2,800 years, where we start, you know, we're not going to argue about 300. At my age, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like it, it is this age where we become very accountable which we've been talking about and that is this reclaiming of our relationship with the deep inner self and that's an adventure and of course that can be fun and when we really get that everything all these other kernels of fear and lack of doubt and confidence and all these ones start to chip away and then you're suddenly like whoa and here's life and isn't it fantastic and it is but it doesn't mean that it's easy and we can't oversimplify and yet we need to be simple it's paradoxical <laughs> so i mean that oh my gosh <laughs> isn't that the truth um mm. now for, for now for, for anyone uh listening that you know there's the there's the individual individual retreats the group retreats there's the online work um but is is there anything fiona that you could share for for anyone who perhaps has lost their way or, or needs uh some sort of education is that is there anything uh perhaps um an exercise or some such that that, that you could uh share with with the listener oh my goodness i'd be so happy to do that totally. oh that's so kind no, 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 of course. I mean, for me, the most important thing you can do is stop 
quieten everything down and listen and and take away that you have to be in some long meditation you don't you do shorts five minutes five minutes five minutes five minutes take a breath come back to you identify how am i really feeling take a breath what's going on in my body take a breath practice loving kindness practice inner compassion go for a walk in nature breathe slow down and you absolutely dose yourself in love you are okay i am okay i am here now i am here now breathe i am love breathe i am peaceful breathe let it be or i am exciting i am optimistic i am i am stop let it breathe come away from everything that you're looking at on the screen listening to television this wonderful podcast come away <laughs> come away come back to yourself and breathe and dare to disengage and slow down for 5 minutes 20 times a day and that will start to build bridges back to yourself you know we've got in a way you know we, we've been told that we need to do so much even on the energetic spiritual psychological path i would like to reverse that and say you don't have to do so much slow down breathe pause pay attention give value that you have a body you're breathing your blood circulating your muscles are pumping whatever's going on you have a body let you let your let yourself connect to your nervous system to your body and breathe from that comes intuition from that comes instinct that you become your own guide and try i don't know how many practices these are that we're talking about but try not to listen to too much on the outside it there's too much information and we're all getting lost in it come back to you and breathe look at the sky look at the earth slow it down and breathe tell you what that was that was honestly if if it was uh, acceptable to applaud on a podcast i'm i'm going to do it that was uh, Fiona, that that was incredible thank thank you uh, thank you so much i need to put that on a loop just for myself on a purely selfish level um just i mean based on what we've talked about is there a danger that too many people throw themselves back into life you know do we need to take baby steps with as we come out of what's happened walk carefully walk softly walk compassionately and walk slowly walk carefully walk compassionately walk softly and walk slowly and pay attention you know because the outside world is very um seductive based on noise based on distraction and so we lose ourselves and yes so take it slow and ask every day three times a day is the serving me do i agree is this my highest good will somebody else benefit from this just those four questions because that's that's that break pause that we're talking about you know that we talked earlier about slow down and breathe you know it's like the, we need break pauses in the collective psyche so you're not being carried along without your mind in somebody else's mind you don't need to be in anybody else's mind you need to be in your own establishing your own current and contributing that this is the shift if we can make it that's needed but if we've lost our mind into the outside world because of demand and we must have and we've got to pull it all together again what the f we absolutely don't need we need to be going in the other direction we don't need to be pulling it all together as it was we have to find different ways to co-create this story differently to reimagine a different story to dream a new narrative 
And we can't do that if we're running on the outside, trying to keep up with a world that doesn't work, James. It just it doesn't does. work. It doesn't. It's crazy. And we're all there like little ducks, you know, underneath the water with our little feet. That's right. You know, trying to keep up with something that doesn't work. And it's not, you know, you've done enough work, I've done enough work. It isn't to blame, to shame, to criticize, to deface, to pull things apart. It's to, 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 to be a kind of a peaceful warrior on this earth, which is finding a way to walk in your own, your own, whatever that is, in peace. Peace is so important. P-E-A-C-E and P-I-E-C-E. Picking up the pieces leads to peace. What what do you uh, what what happened with with us as a as a society? You know, more and more people uh, off with stress, off with burnout, people living off their nerves. I mean, you know, I certainly had it ten or fifteen years ago. You know, absolute burnout. What 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 happened? Is it is it is it simply capitalism? Is it you know is it something else? Yeah, I think it is. It's got a lot to do with capitalism, and of course, it's got to do with education. You know, we haven't, if if you'd come in, you know, twice a week and just spoken like this authentically to kids in school, you know, what, what and the pressure that children are under from age five, we're wired. We're born often into parents that are wired. We're picking up all the genes, wired. Uh, we're shoved off to school. We're taught that in order to achieve, we need to have all this. And what we're constantly being educated to live outwards so the reason by the time we get to 14 today we're burnt out and you know we've got this epidemic of unbelievable anxiety in eight-year-olds nine-year-olds ten-year-olds this is it's such a huge conversation, and I'm I'm no expert, but just from li- living and watching the food that we've eaten, the the water that we don't, you know, the not having access to really good water, toxic toxins going into our body, education. You know, you've got to get these O levels, you've got to get these A levels, peer pressure, and then all the age of over information which is called the internet. Yeah. So we never let off. We're, our nervous systems are fried. So how on earth does the poor human even get to... And then we've got all the disease, now massive mental health. I mean, so many young women with endometriosis, so much, you, you know, cancer everywhere, eight-month-year-olds, nine-months. It's, it's, it's in our face. We have to get back to something else. We don't have to regress and go back to how it was. But we need to learn some, which is what your podcasts are about, some sort of balance where we're in line with something, um, you know, I would call it the field, where, where, you know, where we've got these still points within our structures that take us back to some basic communion. It isn't about this constant traveling in order to get to feel bad if we haven't achieved the mythos. And the mythos was all based on avarice, wasn't it? You know, be six stone, get a guy with a Ferrari, you know, become a football player. Um, I mean, apologies, apologies to anybody listening if you are this, but does this create, <laughs> you know, does it create happiness? It's our, hap- you know, what we've, we've, we've been in a way that the, 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 the this is why I say we, we can re- re- rewrite the story, which is everything we've been told that is going to make us happy has it, has it. Um, I'm, I know I'm, I'm right in thinking you do a lot of work with couples, don't you, with these retreats? Yeah. I mean, I will work with anybody that I feel is right. Couples. You, you know, mothers and daughters, um, fathers and sons, anybody that, that, you know, everybody's welcome. And it's, it's you know, it's anybody that wants to. I'm very interested in the healing, you know, healing. It's not, of course, I've got a background in, in psychology and psychotherapy and all that. But fundamentally, at this great age, I'm a healer. And that's what I'm interested in doing. But I mean, I mean, I mean for, for, 
through, looking at it through the prism of, say, a couple, I mean, what, and, I, and I, you can tell I'm, I'm selfishly asking this uh, for myself here, but what, what so many couples went through uh, this, this past year plus, you know, before, before lockdown, you'd, you know, I'll speak for myself, you would head out for the day, you'd see your wife in the evening, you might, you know, you might spend one or two hours together a day if you're lucky. And then obviously that became the other end of that, you know, you, you were, you were with each other 24 seven and that, you know, and such are the vagaries of, uh, of lockdown life that, that, that was not without its challenges, but I imagine you must have couples knocking your door down surely. Yeah. I mean, yes, I have, um, I don't know if I have couples knocking my door down actually. I think I, it's, it's the whole story of everybody is so many people are looking for guidance and with, of course, being locked up with each other, the, all the relationship cracks are going to be showing up. And again, you know, what, what I'm working with, with the whole part of my team is on this kind of um, very powerful mirroring of who we are and what it's all reflecting. And also just exercising these very fundamental basics, which are how much empathy do we have for each other? How much validation do we have for each other? And how much do we allow the other to be an, uh, the other? Because it seems in our relationship histories, we want our partners to be us. And we don't see <laughs> to be able to establish this autonomy, which you are you, I am me, and how do we live together? Then all And lots of us in relationship models are stuck in past struggles. And they're difficult. And they will have been showing up as we've been, you know, caught and not being able to go outside. I mean, when was it? You know, for three, four months, we were hardly even allowed to go for a walk. Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, I, 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 I mean, you you wonder that we will still be feeling the effects of this, you know, mentally, spiritually. We'll be feeling the effects of this for a long time, won't we? It's not, it's not as if we're just going to step out of this, puff our cheeks out and go, poof, what was all that about? I mean, the impact will be so much more profound, won't it? Huge. And on all levels, you know, on all levels. I, I personally believe we're just at the tipping point of it right now. I think there's going to be a lot of other things that are going to keep us having to really dive deep into doing deep, deep work because there's a lot that is not balanced. There's too many people that, you know, are homeless. There's too many people that aren't, that don't have good food. There's too much poverty. There's too much money. You know, all this to go through into this next period, 2,500 years stroke, 800, has to, we are coming into an age if we're to survive of balance. Hence your podcast being so important. And so we can't have this, these huge imbalances and we're, and we're having to go through it. We're in the fire. The fire is not going to disappear because we're allowed out maybe next month and go to our favourite restaurant. We are in the fire and it's going to carry on for a long time. I might, now I might regret this question, uh, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to ask it anyway. Call your wife, ask her. Yeah. Dad, well... I know, we, I know you should. I know we shouldn't talk politics. You know, I'm, I'm old enough. You know, I'm, I'm in my forties. I, I remember when I was a kid. You know, mum would always say, "You never talk about politics with anyone." It's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's not the done thing. We live in an age now; it's almost the first thing that people talk about. Is there a, is there a concern? I, th- I think that my worry with, with, with speaking about Britain is, for example, we like the idea of being good people. We like standing on the doorstep, clapping those NHS workers. But the way certain election results have gone suggests that we talk a good game, but we don't necessarily always play one, as reflected with uh, food banks and and so on. As you say, something somewhere has gone very, very wrong when you've got billionaires and then also, you know, there's a food bank near me. I do a lot of these online comedy shows. We did one recently, thanks to... My friend James Acaster, we 
we ensure that that food bank, fingers crossed, will be all right for for, for quite a while. Food bank is, is food bank is something that if I think about it long enough, I will burst. I will literally burst into tears. Um, is there is there is there a danger that I guess what I'm getting at is are we us modern Brits have we become collectively too selfish? Yeah, I mean, is it, you know, I'm going to just open that wider just to say, you know, is the entire Western world selfish? And the answer is yes. And that I believe we have to come out of the age of selfishness into the age of care. And this is a massive re-educational understanding that we can only do this together and we have to take care of each other. It can no longer be singular. And of course, we could make this a massive political conversation. I'm not political. I prefer not to be political because to me, these are just um, uh, concretizations of consciousness. But what I am interested in is spreading and opening up to a new way to be, which is the people in power are dealing in an old system and the old system isn't working anymore. We need the man on the street saying they want something different. We need a re-education across the board in everything. And we need to understand the only way through this is together. The only way. And we have to stop being so selfish. And we can't do this like, unfortunately, in an eye of a needle. This is a whole process of reclaiming and learning to do it all differently. And also not giving our power away because we've been massively in our own educational system being given to Big Brother to be told that everything's going to be okay if you pay your taxes, if you do this, if you have a credit card, if you whatever. And now that focus in order for us to survive has to come away from that. It can't be that. It's you, you we have to really look at who and what we're giving our power to. So I mean I'm guessing I'm putting words in your mouth here, but things might get worse before they get better. Things will get more intense. I mean, do you think, you know, is it, do you think it's a case of, and it's going to take time, but society almost needs to start again, if you like? If we could. Also, we can't, unless, unless something, you know, in a way, we could say that COVID was a soft touch. You know, we don't know what's, you know, we haven't had a third world war yet. We haven't had a massive tsunami again that could, you know, we know all these things that are going on in our biosphere and on our earth and on our planet and mother nature and all the rumblings, you know, we haven't, you know, still we, in this part of the world, we can go to the supermarket, but things could get tricky. And you're absolutely right, because we do, you know, and I, I know everyone listens to this podcast uh, historic readers of balance. We all know that. Yeah, I think that you're touching about that. We, we, you, you've talked about there. We all know that something is happening, and I guess more of us just need to do something about it. And I think the beauty, and you know, to support your fire of optimism and everything that you see in your world, I think there is a lot of incredible consciousness that is waking up and lots of people are saying no and lots of people are not agreeing. I mean, it is all over the place. It's just getting into um, getting it, getting more of that so that we can in a way move through this concretization of how things have been and, and shed enough light or enough love or enough compassion or enough wisdom to be able to do it differently. And if we just keep working, we I think if we look too far outside, we're going to get completely overwhelmed and devastated, which is why I say these simple, simple day-to-day steps of how I can possibly be the best human being I want to be. How can I be the best friend, the best employer, the best whatever? How can I be generating and cultivating as much as I can to the collective in my personal life is as far as I can go right now. And then what will appear in the next breath from that, we will have to see. 
but just what you're doing, you know, waking up the food bank around the corner and, you know, and then there is that moment, isn't there, that when we go into crises, there was that moment in the first COVID that so many people were helping each other in that first breath. And then it just, you know, again, we can't really sustain it because that's consciousness. That's kind of really developing consciousness so you can stay in that new, new thinking, new possibility. But we slip and then we start to grumble or we start to complain or we start to say, I haven't got this or why isn't this happening or I can't do this or why isn't that? And we start this never-ending complaining energy, which just entraps us. Absolutely. We need to stop it. We need to, you know, this is, I feel like the grandmother that I am, having said that my kids still do not have children. If you're listening, please get on with it. But (laughs) I can definitely say from the grandmother's years, you know, that maturity that I'm inviting people to come into is, I feel, very, very important for us as a collective. We have to, you know, make radical changes, and it starts with us. We look outside, we would get completely overwhelmed and just want to duvet dive because it's so big. And then we need to, you know, hang out with good people that are having good conversations. Absolutely. Um, look, I mean, I mean, thank, thank you so much for, for this chat. It's, it's been uh, remarkable. One question I have to ask before we go. Uh, the name of the podcast is The Balance Podcast. Please, may I ask, Fiona, uh, what, what do you do for balance? What do I do for balance? Yes. Yeah. Well, I... Okay, I make sure two days a week I have, uh, Saturday and Sunday, I have um, a long morning of what I call twaddle, which is I just drift and think and feel and allow and see where things take me. And in that three and a half hours or four hours twice a week, I take time to return to myself. So I would think, dream, create, imagine, breathe. And in every day, when I go out of balance, which is not unusual, by the way, because I'm not a perfect model, I forgive myself and allow myself and inject a lot of Irish laughter. (laughs) That's a great answer. No, it's not a perfect, there's no perfect way. But I do think this finding the still point or um, the zero point allows harmonization to take place within the field and I think that's super important so I try to do that I'm fantastically busy so I you know in the days I go for a walk or I just stop and I disconnect and I look like you know the matrix unplugged just and then something else happens Uh, Fiona thank you thank you so much for everything I'm uh, incredibly grateful that was lovely to to listen and to to learn from you so uh thank you so much and huge congratulations with uh, with everything yeah bless you thank you it's been so lovely to talk to you and to feel your heart and your care oh bless you thank you so much fiona yeah, good take care all the very best and i hope those grandkids uh, are on the way <laughs> children are you listening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you fiona you. bless you Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Huge and heartfelt thanks to Fiona Arrigo. Uh, as I say, an absolute... It's a bit of a schooling for me, to be honest with you. You know, I, I as regular listeners know, I try to read as much as I can. I've done, you know, I've done a lot of classes and met many people through balance and undergone all sorts of treatments and and so on and so on uh, and then just by virtue of doing this podcasting I've chatted with all manner of uh, wonderful people these past few years but but with Fiona as I say that that was uh, <laughs> you know and you have that you have that moment where you think oh, I've got so much <laughs> I've got so much more to learn uh, and you know what it's good for the soul isn't it I suppose so uh, again huge thanks to Fiona and that website once again the Arigo program.com thank you very much as always 
If you've enjoyed the episode, please spread the word. Tell your friends. We are at Balance LDN across the socials, and I'm at James Gill Comedy. Fiona, thank you once again. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.